Okay, everybody, we would like to just say if you are listening to today's podcast in the car with your kids, you may want to save this one for later because we are going to be talking about some underwear. Underwear that is <laughs> a must have. And we're only talking about the underwear in these first five minutes. So you could just fast forward through the first five as well. <laughs> we're going to say some not kid friendly words because we're talking about after you deliver a baby and the kind of underwear you need to have. It is a lifesaver. It is a lifesaver for those first 10 to 14 days. And the underwear we're talking about is those large mesh underwear. They're just the most comfortable thing ever, Jennifer. Look, they don't make you feel pretty. Let's just get that out of the way. But no matter what kind of delivery you had, whether you had a C-section, whether you had a vaginal delivery, those mesh panties are not restrictive. They're not tight. They give you the freedom just to heal. And no matter how this baby or babies got out of you, you really are going to heal. Our bodies are amazing. But for a week or two, and sometimes even a little bit more, just what's down there can sometimes be a little unrecognizable and sore. Let's just tell the truth. And you really need to have such large pads that these mesh underwear just really helps to hold that. But the other thing that was fantastic, and you can get these online for sure, is those long, narrow ice packs to kind of put in those big mesh underwear so it'll hold it all. And I mean, it really does make a huge difference. And the other thing, Jennifer, that really I, I think people forget about is those peri bottles, those squeezable peri bottles for those first few times that you're trying to clean down there, especially after going to the bathroom, because you're not wanting to wipe anything if you had a vaginal delivery. Or, well, you know, I tried to push one of my nine pounds, six ounce babies out and I couldn't do it. So I ended up having a C-section, but I got the swelling in all the worlds. So, you know, you're not as bendy as you were at first. Like your back is sore. Things are not as accessible. It takes a while too for your stomach to go down. You think I had the baby, like I'm ready to kind of be flatter all of a sudden, but there's still a lot of water weight. There's still a lot of fluid. And so you're not just going to shrink back down to normal right away. So the accessibility of the areas require you to have this, what Laura called a peri bottle. It's just like a little squirt bottle, like much like well, no, you'll never look at ketchup the same if I say it, but the old-timey ketchup bottles that were red that you'd squeeze, it was like ketchup and mustard. Don't put those things in it. Please hear us very clearly. <laughs> there is a water solution that goes in there, not ketchup or mustard. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Man, can you remember? So we met, now it's probably been 20, 21 years ago. I think you had just had your twins. Oh, the faded day. 
so, so long ago when we met and we had no idea what was going to happen in our lives. You have drugged me into so many adventures, Laura Hunter. (laughs) Sometimes kicking and screaming and, you know, but we had this drive that was God purposed. And today we want to really talk about kind of the roots of Mom's on Call, the good stuff and the rough times and just kind of the reality of those early years and and how we had to juggle kind of being moms and wives and we were working at the office and then we, what, we're going to start a business? That- Wait, you forgot that we were on call between the two of us 90 hours a week. 90 hours a week. There <laughs> yeah. wasn't much downtime for sure, but... You know, I often think about that when I talk about being on call and being on call as much as we were, but it allowed us to be able to do the other things. And so I'm so grateful for that. We knew that we had to do this. It was like built into who we were. Well, you remember going to that Starbucks after we had kind of started it. You'd gone into a few households. We kind of sorted out the information a bit, and we started getting these reviews back and letters and people just really saying every baby was sleeping through the night. They felt so much more confident. And we would call each other and be like, it happened again. Like, really? I mean, we thought it would help, but we had no idea how it helped and how often it helped. Right. And I remember going to that very first client. And I'm only going to give their first names, but it's Rebecca and Todd. And I am telling you, I remember, I can tell you what their house looks like, Mm -hmm. where it was. And I can remember pulling off on the side of the road and calling you and being like, Jennifer, what am I doing? What am I going to do? I didn't need, this was even before I got there. Like, I don't even know what to do. I am going into somebody's house for the very first time trying to help them with this new baby. And I have no idea what I'm going to do it. And you just, you prayed and you told me to breathe and to go and do what I was called to do. And I can remember taking those first steps and literally moving forward. And how often you and I had to just, (laughs) we would move forward and then we would go backwards and we took detours that neither one of us would ever want to go through again But we knew because of our faith, it it really does boil back down to we are praying people. Oh, yeah. So we know that even when we went down these roads and ended up taking a detour and ended up not ending the way that we wanted things to end or how we thought they were supposed to go, we really knew that it was all for a purpose. and, And we can look back now and see where those detours have brought us. But I mean, do you remember having to figure out the technology piece of this puzzle? Because there wasn't hardly any technology when we first started. Oh, we had the best helpers. Like God would just send us the most amazing people. And, you know, the other thing too, when you were talking about us moving forward through some really time-consuming difficult times, raising our own kids, taking call at night on the weekends, sharing that, moving forward with this you know, business, going in and seeing one-on-one these incredible families, all the things and all the responsibilities. I think one of the biggest worries was about our own household. And I would like to say from this side 
and even today, that God took care of our kids when we were, you know, moving forward, when we were following Him, when we felt pulled in 18 different directions we could barely understand. He was so faithful. And that kind of brings us back to today's topic. It's about doing what you were called to do. And we were called to both be wives and moms and, you know, also to put this information out into the world. And I remember sitting at the Starbucks after getting all the reviews of people and Oh my goodness, they were so gracious and so positive. And you and I bowed our heads and we prayed at that Starbucks. And we said, God, we want to just put this before you. And both of us just saw all these parents on their knees asking for help. And we knew we had help. We had discovered this help of the way that we put it, the outline format, the way it was delivered. We didn't know where the magic was in all of that but we knew it was working and helping. So he brought some of the most extraordinary people into our lives that, you know, helped us film videos, and <laughs> helped us get things on the internet, helped us understand, you know, how to get a book in an iBook or ebook format. And it always came back to, does this help families? Is this yes. going to help families? If the answer was yes, then we're going to figure out how to do it. And those books and the DVDs that we peeled and stuck that DVD <laughs> in the back of my book. <laughs> and... Shipping them from our basements and having our kids all be a part of that. All of our kids know how to ship stuff, just so you guys know. Yes. Hey, <laughs> if you need some help in the shipping, we probably got a few kids that could do that. And or the online courses, because back then, back, you know, when we knew that we wanted to meet people where they were. So we had the DVD in the back of the book. We were able to get it to people across the country because now people were telling people. But our in-home consults, we could only do so many. We could only get to so many. And so we came up with this idea of doing the online course back before YouTube. There was no YouTube. We went down to Florida. Remember Kelly mm -hmm. and her sweet dad? Her, her dad had a company in Florida that was all about safety. They were like OSHA kind of compliance and court mandated parenting classes. And we went down and did these online courses pretty much in front of a blue screen and a PowerPoint is, is what it was. But it allowed us to be able to help more people because we went back to our original question, is this going to help families and how can we get this information to those families? Well, and that was our mission statement. We were inspired by Oprah. <laughs> you remember that? Oh and yeah, and we seriously, we have just had the opportunity to get connected with amazing people. Now, we didn't talk to her personally, but we were inspired by her. Like, what can you do? Like, we just wanted to meet the needs in front of us. And so it made us put together our mission statement, which is to serve the people that God puts in our path to the best of our ability. And that is what has driven this whole thing. And we know that you're at home probably with similar ideas. There's so many people who have an online presence that make things, that fill your heart with joy, that solve problems, that have expertise in some incredible area. And you may think when you're on social media and what have you, there are so many voices out there. Would mine count? Is mine going to make a difference? And what Laura and I would like to encourage you to do is find your mission statement, 
find who it is that you feel called to serve and then speak your important and valuable voice into that. Because no matter how many other voices there are, no matter how many other avenues there are, your voice matters. And we want what you do and what you put in the world to be very purposeful, even when it's hard. And there is something about that that helps you to be able to reach the people who are really going to have a better life, a better perspective, because you took that step and you said, no, even in this sea of so many voices, I feel called and my voice counts to somebody. And figuring out all of those details, Jennifer, is sometimes exhausting, right? It's it's hard. There's some hard decisions that you and I have had to make. And, you know, figuring out publishers and how to do online courses. What about the app? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. We, we had a joke that if, if I didn't make it, that my tombstone was going to say, the app did it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because... You know, we would have that app and every single alarm had to be checked. And if you changed one thing here, it would be mess up something somewhere else. And the amount of business meetings that you and I took at 12, 1, 2 a.m., because that's when we could do it. I can't even count. I can't count how many times. We did some of our best work at midnight. I'm just saying. (laughs) And so many of you do the same, right? You're out there and you're just using the time that you have available, which is why you're probably listening to this podcast because your kids went to bed (laughs) (laughs) at seven o'clock and now you've got some of those juices flowing and you've got ideas and you've got people to help and you have a purpose that is locked deep inside of you that comes out in so many different amazing ways. And, and we've met so many other people, Slumber Pod, and you know, just so many other incredible people with ideas that we often will showcase here on this podcast. We're just so excited about what they put together to solve problems and what they're doing. We're very, very picky about that. So when we do bring you something, it's something we really believe in. It is, and the people behind that. And just like people talk about us because they believe in us and what we're doing. And that's always such a cool, cool, cool thing to be in in that position. And we're still just blown away. And And we're tagged in Instagram, right? Like sometimes some hugely famous person will tag us in Instagram and we're like, who? And they're like, I wasn't paid to do this. And I'm like, you're so awesome. Look at you. We love every person that tags us. I like it equally when somebody who has no followers is like, I just had to get up here and tell you, this is the one thing I'm going to put out into the world. Oh, I love it. It is awesome. And, you know, I often think back talking about like Instagram and that kind of thing when you and I at, you know, 12, 1 a.m. And, and we're creating what is now called content, which I don't think what we were creating back then was actually called content. I think it was... <laughs> some article for the newsletter that we sent out once a month, you know, but it definitely didn't look at it as content. Stuff that parents need to know. Questions that parents ask us, you know, regularly because we're still taking calls. They're still actually, yes, calling in and asking us these questions. And it's the same question over and over. How can we answer that for everybody? 
And you and I were answering every single email that came in and every issue that came up. And we were trying to figure out how to make blankets and do the apps. And none of that was easy, Jennifer, but we kept taking one step forward. Even if we ended up going backwards for a step or two, then we would one step forward. And, you know, you fast forward to today, fast forward to where we have this incredible team behind Moms on Call. Yes, we have parents and families and grandparents and uncles and aunts who just shout from the rooftops about Moms on Call, but it's the team that's behind Moms on Call that has really changed things for you and I, I think, and it's allowed us a little more freedom It's allowed us to not have to sit and figure out every single ding (laughs) on an alarm for weeks on end. But we did, and we still do. Like, we still take it so personally. When you get in touch with us personally, yes, we are invested. And that just is our nature. So, yes, so being able to equip a team of people to answer. Like, if you go into the info at momsoncall.com, that puts you into an awesome, awesome interaction. And we very purposefully made that interaction try to honor the person that was asking a question. We want you to feel like you matter. We want you to have a good way forward and we want you to have the confidence to do it. And that's how we view every inquiry that comes into us. And being able to equip other people to do that with us uh, has been so satisfying and they've just embraced it so beautifully. So yeah. You know, we've got Morgan at the helm and she's Morganizing. And we love, we use that term all the time that she's Morganizing and creating ways forward that are just incredible. And then Olivia is the one who just, does she love our customers and families? She has I mean, a heart of gold. Yes, she does. I mean, even the good emails, the bad emails, she is personally invested in each of those emails to make sure that our clients are taken care of and that the families get the information that they need right then. All of the consultants we have, we have trained other nurses to do this, and they are some of the finest people. I just have enjoyed getting to know them. They're nurses. They have families as well. And yeah. And anyway, I'm sure those of you who are listening may have had one and you're thinking of who came to your house or who interacted with you. And you do, like, you know that they are fully invested as well. And then of course, all the social media aspect, which is its own, I can't even imagine because of the number of ways that you can really connect and get in touch right now. But with Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and all of that, just being able to navigate that well, you know, that is not just a person, but that's your DNA. It is. It is Kayla. And I am telling you, she has just done her spin. I love her. She's so creative. And so she'll see things and she, you know, I'll, I have my own little personal account that she kind of helps and it's not anything big, Jennifer, but she kind of manages that, but I'll throw something up and she's like, mom, no, that's just not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Cause she sees things so different, you know, and, and to, you know, our families who just your family and my family who step into 
fix problems or go deliver packages or pick up pallets at a, at a warehouse or cut labels off of blankets or. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. When you have a call, your call is never just for you. It's not. You help other people with the things that they're doing. They help you with what you're doing. The help is going to be there and it may live under your own roof. It may be, you know, the kids that you have that are helping you to be able to do something incredibly valuable and, you know, it's a family affair, or it may be a complete stranger you haven't even met yet, but there is kindness and ability. And when we all work together, magic happens. And so we really hope for you, for the things and the ideas and the hopes that you have, those things did not end because you decided to have a family. They got better because you decided to have a family and you have no idea what these kids get to see and be a part of and how that's really going to serve them as they grow up, as they help you serve others with your thoughts and ideas. And we just want to thank all of you, all of the people and businesses that help Jennifer and I to do the things that we love, which is really being a voice of hope and encouragement. Thank you. Our sponsor, Bobby Infant Formula, is such a wonderful, wonderful company. You've heard us talk to uh, Laura Modi from Bobby, and it is really wonderful. If you haven't, go back to that podcast as a special episode and listen to some of the things that we have an opportunity to celebrate together. The other thing we want to celebrate is you. So this awesome company, which is an organic infant formula They have a recipe that is modeled after EU nutritional guidelines while also meeting all FDA requirements for infant formula. And they're offering this 25% discount. Wow. On your first box of Bobby with code MOMSONCALL25 at HiBobby.com. Go to HiBobby.com and get your 25% discount and see if that's a good fit for you and your family. As a new parent, there is one thing that you will experience, and that is nasal congestion. It may be what we call newborn congestion those first few weeks, or those pesky colds that make eating and sleeping difficult. Picture having to hold their arms, legs, head all at the same time while trying to suction out a small nostril. It can feel as if you have been wrestling an alligator. Well, Dr. Stephen Gowdy, a pediatric ear, nose, and throat physician, created the NoseBot to help. The NoseBot is a portable, rechargeable electric nasal aspirator with hospital-grade suction. And the great news is no more manual suctioning is needed. I love the unique nose piece design that frees up your hand to stabilize the head and it is super quick and efficient. This also makes an incredible shower or holiday gift for new parents. Go to www.drnosebest.com and use offer code MOMSONCALL for $25 off the NoseBot nasal aspirator. That's www.drnoze. B-E-S-T dot com with offer code MOMS ON CALL. 
always consult your healthcare provider concerning when and how often nasal aspiration should be used. We love your voicemails, but we realize that sometimes you just don't want your voice out in the world for everybody to hear. So you can also send us a message on Instagram. Our account is at Moms on Call, and we check that before we record every episode of this podcast to find your questions and answer them in the show, even if we can't hear your sweet voice. What kind of passy is the best and why? Okay, so you may get a lot of information from friends, and one passy worked better for one friend, and another one worked better for another. But after having done this for about 27 years, we have found that the passy that works universally the best for so many babies is the what's the bibs pacifier right now. We have them available at Moms on Call because we want you to have the things that work. But it has that really large bulb so it stays in better. And it also trains the tongue to go just in the right place for more effective breastfeeding and bottle feeding. So it's really like a muscle memory thing. And we find that those work so beautifully in those ways. Can I so make my own baby food? If you are Laura Hunter, you can most certainly make the most delicious baby food of all time. And if you have not gone over to the online classes and watched us being goofy in the kitchen and just learning so many different things about tastes and textures and how to make these different baby foods and what they mean when they say pureed versus what Laura came up with, which I love, is fork mushed and when to introduce all those things. You really need to pop over. We have so much fun in the kitchen together. But yes, absolutely, you can make your own baby food. It's super time consuming, but it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And as we kind of gradually increase those textures and, you know, expand what they're exposed to and varieties of foods, We want them eating what the family's eating anyway, so we'll get there uh, and we'll just do it gradually. I like to make a big old roasted pan of different veggies, so I'll have some for several days. Go check it out. Here is something that we address on the regular. My baby has gas and it looks painful. What can I do? Oh my gosh. So, you know, they're scrunching and straightening those legs and scrunching and straightening. Turning those red. Legs and turning red and pushing and grunting. And a lot of times, yes, gas can be painful, but a lot of times they're just trying to figure out how to move all of those things. And the thing that I think people don't understand is it's it's those big bubbles, right? That kind of get trapped that cause so much pain. And that's kind of usually in that upper digestive system. Well, and gas is a part of healthy digestion. So as the body is learning how to digest things, it's going to produce some gas. So it's not necessarily this horrible thing. It's all a part of how we're designed. And listen, Think about what you'd have to do to make a poop laying down. Like it's not all gas. Sometimes they're just trying to figure out what muscles to clench to get the poop out or to get the gas to a more comfortable place. And if you had to do that laying down, I'm just telling you, your face would get red. You would draw your legs up. And for the dads who are listening right now, I know that you're going to try that later. So for the moms, I apologize. (laughs) But what we want 
is for babies to be able to have normal early digestion. And one of the things we talk about is we do a bulk feeding, digest, rest, reset. Bulk feeding, digest, rest, reset. And if we do feedings too close together, then we interrupt this really natural pattern of digestion. And that can also cause some gas. So we want to allow the rhythm of the gastrointestinal system to just really unfold very naturally. Digest, rest, reset. We want to have time for all those steps. Is my two-month-old smiling? Well, I mean, most often they have gas. Well, they do. Right. They they can have gas, especially under that six-week mark for sure. But usually, as we start to get closer to six to eight weeks of age, that's when you start to get those real smiles. They are locking on your face. They are starting to really, really engage with you, as especially as you're kind of changing them on the table. I think that's when I see most of those sweet, sweet smiles during my consults. And when they laugh with you and at you, the baby giggles, I mean, it is. it sounds like heaven. I think that is what heaven would sound like. It's just those sweet baby giggles. So yes, they are going to be smiling. They are going to be giggling. And you guys are going to connect so beautifully with laughter. I cannot wait as they grow up for you to experience all those things. What time should the day start for my three-month-old and my three-year-old? Okay, so when we were putting the Moms on Call scheduler app together, this was one of the things that just didn't exist, Laura. Do you remember this? Like oh my gosh. They, Everybody assumed you had one kid to put on a routine or a schedule at a time. And it was really important to us to be able to do two side-by-side schedules. If you had twins, if you had several kids that were in that toddler or infant stage that you'd be able to see those schedules side by side. So it's one of my favorite features of the Moms on Call Scheduler app. And you can go in there and adjust it as well. It has a lot of capabilities, but this is a great question. And so many of us ask that. And really for both of them, Laura, you'd say... I'd say right around 7 a.m. I usually would get the youngest one up first because the older ones will sometimes play or read a story or whatever to themselves. And so usually we'll get that little one up first. It can be as early as 6.30, 6.45. Then we can get up and start the day with that three-year-old uh, and be intentional with getting them up. I always say that's just so important for them to know that we're starting the day and today is a beautiful day. If your specific issue wasn't addressed in this question and answer segment, you might be able to find the answer on our website, momsoncall.com. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you're still at a loss, you can leave us a message with your specific question. We might get to it in an upcoming episode of the show. Our phone number is 888-234-7979. We like to leave you with the good stuff. That means we're going to put a smile on your face and we're going to leave you with your heart feeling happy. We look for stories that are uplifting and encouraging and talk about the best of humanity. We call this segment, The Good Stuff. 
So you know that we love animals in the hunter house, and we love Kimba in the walker house, and we love rescuing. And we've had friends who foster dogs, and there's so many dogs and cats that need families. And they're so cute. And sometimes just being able to, you know, see them and interact with them. I remember going to a pet store once and I remember what was an adoption event and the cat was in the little enclosure and it just looked up at me and I looked at Tim and I said, this cat just regarded me. Like he looked into my soul. And I don't know how many of you have had those moments with um, a pet, but it is so hard not to take them home once you have bonded in that way. And a a bookstore in Asheville came up with this amazing idea. So they had like a bookstore and a coffee shop and they put this enclosure in the middle and they had, um, I believe it was the Brother Wolf organization who helps get pets get adopted. They took one of the adoptable pets and every weekend would put it in the enclosure so the people coming into the coffee house and the bookstore could have an opportunity to interact with the pets. And it was so much fun. And you could just see, you know, people and their kids. And it was so successful that they usually didn't spend longer than a day, much less a weekend once they, you know, selected this pet to come into the enclosure and be exposed to all these people. It was great for the pet too, because they had a day of fun and interaction, uh, you know, with all the goings on that was around. So I just really loved that idea and loved bringing the pets to the people as pet lovers, as you and I are. We love our puppies and think it's just such a great idea to work together with other organizations, even in ways that you wouldn't have thought about. Who thinks that coffee houses or bookstores and pet ownership, you know, would combine? Go together. Yeah. And so I love it when it's kind of like this unlikely pairing to do a really great thing and how beautifully that turned out. How many pets got a home because of that unlikely relationship? Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit momsoncall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. We appreciate you so much for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have people in your life who have small children or who are expecting kids of their own soon, We'd love for you to share this podcast with them, especially if it made you laugh, made you smile, or helped you learn something. We would love for you to tell them all about us. It's the number one way that people discover new podcasts. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week.